So um, I'm really glad we shot the wad on our challenger discussion on another episode, huh? Right. Uh, anyway. Space camp. Welcome to A Match Made in Space. I'm Allie Goodman. And I'm John Walter. And we are a married couple showing each other the 80s movies of our childhood. And this week it's ground control to major mom, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) With uh, 1986's Space Camp. Directed by Harry Weiner and screenplay by some people, who cares? Um, Based on a novel by Who Gives a Crap. And starring a bunch of also-rans. And also Leaf Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, um, I guess let's start. Let's start by getting the old elevator pitch out of the way. Yeah, huh? let's do it. All right. You want to you want to go first or oh, shall I? OK, I mean, I can go first. If OK, you'd like. go, on, go on. And it's very gentlemanly of you. OK. OK, so Space Camp. Um, it's about a bunch of kids too smart for normal school. Who decide to come to space camp and craziness ensues mm. in space. All right, all right. I guess that's an okay pitch. Okay, what do you have? Okay. It's your classic snobs versus slobs story. What you got here is you got a, a space camp, you know, with all these like poor kids going to it who are party animals. And across the lake, you got the rich kids' space camp. Now, the two of them are involved in a shuttle race in order for the for the for every year for the honor of the space of the camp. But you know, all these sloppy, lovable losers. You got Lamar the nerd from Revenge of the Nerds is one of the campers. You know, it's just a, sort of a party like atmosphere. There's like panty raids and just just general camp craziness. And they end up going into space. They have a cool like great space race thing in the end. And uh, you know, at the end, there's a little rap number. I, I, also, there's a talking robot. I, I want to watch that movie. I know. But instead, instead we watched Space, Space Camp. Camp. <laughs> and uh, I guess uh, going into the movie itself, we're, this movie is a textbook example of how timing is everything. Timing is uh, the everything. The principal shooting of this movie wrapped up a few weeks before the Challenger disaster. And I guess a lesser movie studio <laughs> <laughs> might have shelved it. Yeah. Maybe for good. Maybe shunted it off into a video release in a few years. It would, It's almost as if. But, but, oh, but, I'm sorry. You have but on. 20th Century Fox no, was no, man no. enough. No, no, no. They have the balls. They take the balls. They had the they brass ones in the summer of 1986, merely like four, three, four, five months after the Challenger disaster, to put in a movie about instead of a teacher in space, it's school children in space with a space teacher. <laughs> <laughs> and and here's the yeah I mean she technically is a teacher when you yeah she she she's not allowed she's, to go into space yeah. or she's not allowed to go to the moon or something there was something she couldn't do yeah like she wanted to be on the shuttle and she couldn't yeah and her, meanwhile her husband Tom Skerritt who apparently Tom Skerritt is like I like to think this is part of the same universe as Top Gun yes I was gonna say that it's like the extended Top Gun universe yes. where like Tom Skerritt's taking the summer off from uh, from teaching Top Guns to teach Space Camp <laughs> and he's in in my Space Camp movie. He's the crusty old dean of a counselor. You guys, that they're always he's like, the Ooh, space 
camp director. I know. I mean, let's just be, let's just think twice about that. Like, like, let's think of Wet Hot American Summer. You know, he's he's the freaking H. John Benjamin. <laughs> That's only in the in the the Netflix movie. I'm just saying for for people who decided to skip it because uh, because of how fat uh, Coop was. <laughs> oh my God, that was so funny. Okay, anyway, um, we're not we're not we're, we're not at that camp. So we're yeah, we got camp. so what so we've got here we've got, we've got we've got a, a succession of actors like who most of them aren't very good and most of them are kind of in like like kind of flown under the radar for most of their careers. I kind of like them all. I know you kind of like them all, but let's let's be honest. Like we've got we got two people who are mostly famous for being the wives of more famous people. Yes. You know, you've got your Kate Capshaw who is horrendous. Horrendous. She's a terrible actress. She is I've never seen anything she's good at. Then again, I've only seen her in two things, but they're her two biggest movies. She's the same as Andy McDowell in that they get cast in things and you're like Okay, somebody else could have done this so much better. Yeah, Kate, Kate like, you know, I, I was mistaken, by the way. I, I told you that Kate Capshaw only got her role in Indiana Jones because she was Spielberg's wife, but she actually met Spielberg on the on the set of that movie. Oh, so that's even sadder. Yeah, like, how, like, did, she, at least, like, how did she get that part then? Yeah, at least if she had been his wife, we'd be like, oh, we get yeah. that. Oh, Nepotism. yeah, I get it, I get it. And that actually, in a weird way, gives me hope that I might marry up. Oh. <clears throat> Sorry, are we on this podcast today? No, I'm kidding. But it gives me hope that I might marry a less talented actress <laughs> when <laughs> we'll I stay, become a director. Who will stay home, right? <laughs> Have my six who will, kids. Who will cook for who you? Who will convert from her Episcopalianism to my Orthodox Judaism. <laughs> so, um... I didn't realize until I looked up Kate Capshaw to find this information out that Steven Spielberg is Orthodox. I didn't realize he was either. Yeah, I mean, I I know he's like really big into Jewish history and very very proud of his heritage, but I had no idea he was. Yeah, I didn't they, realize like, that Well, they were married in an Orthodox ceremony, which I mean, why would you be married in an Orthodox ceremony if you weren't Orthodox? I mean, maybe he's uber duper conservative. Uber duper conservative. Uber duper conservative. Uber duper conservative is right. Okay. It's not. It's not reform. It's not conservative. It ain't quite Orthodox. It's uber duper conservative. But man, it's not quite a mop. It's not quite a puppet. <laughs> <laughs> In conclusion, <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, so, um, so we so we got Cape Capshaw, we, and then yeah. we also have, you know, famously John Travolta's wife, Kelly Preston. Yes. who I have I've like trying to look at the movies I've seen her in, and I was like, oh, she's never really been good at anything. She's actually good in this movie. I really? Do you think so? Yeah, I thought she was good. Well, she was playing the part of girl who seems dumb but isn't dumb, which is a a trope I kind of get annoyed by because it gets like it wants to have its cake and eat it too. We want to be really sexist and show women as bimbos. But we want to be like, oh no, she's really she wasn't smart. A bimbo. But they 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 treated her like a ditzy person that like was a secret genius. But the way they did it was very I don't know, it 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 rankled me on some level. It did, the presentation of her, I thought it was clumsy. And then we've got uh we've got uh, you know Leah Thompson, TV's Caroline. TV's mom. From, I, I'm making a joke. Oh, I'm picking like, her one of her lesser roles. Everyone knows she's most famous for fucking a duck. Yeah, well that's what I was gonna say. By the way, that came out the same year. So this year that she's. The the year after she played Michael J. Fox's mom <laughs> is the same the, year. Is the same year that she played someone who had sex with a duck and went into space <laughs> as a teen. I mean, she's a busy, busy lady. And that was before she started her comic strip, right? <laughs> you know, so yeah, like yeah, Leah Thompson in the mid '80s really had an interesting and very strange. And by the way, she's someone who like, like she was famous for being very cute in the mid '80s. But if she actually, she's someone, if you look at her too carefully, you're like, it's an odd looking person. Oh my god. I mean, she could do better than a duck. Right. <laughs> I mean, 
But I don't. But I don't know if she could technically do as good as Kate as Tate Donovan. Tate Donovan, man. So I'm watching this. This, and I've seen this movie a number of times, and I'm watching it, and I'm looking at him, and I'm going. I don't know. He reminds me of somebody. Who does he remind me of? Oh, it's funny. He reminds me of himself yeah. as an older person. Yeah, he, he reminds me of that, that, that. He reminds me of that 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 leatherface blonde character actor from, from nowadays from, and from Damages, which is really what I knew him from. I know him from nowadays. And I was like, why does he? Who is he reminding me of? And then John looked it up, and I was like. Well, now that makes all it's the Tate sense Donovan. in the world. All the you sense know? in the world. And of course, and of course, again, we have Lamar, the nerd. Yes. You know, the the performer of literally the only rap song you know all the words to. Uh, it's true. I will not perform it today. No, you will not. No, will you will not, not perform it ever. I will not perform it today. You perform it far too there often be, as it is. There will be a time. No, there will not. Oh, oh, sweet one. There will be a time. And then rounding out the cast <laughs> is a lesser known uh, Phoenix brother, Leaf Phoenix. So I guess has never done anything since this movie, right? <laughs> Leaf Phoenix. Have you heard Leaf Phoenix in anything else? I, I actually had. I don't, I don't know if he anyone was in Parenthood. He was in Parenthood. Leaf Phoenix was in Parenthood, Leaf yeah. Leaf Phoenix was in Parenthood. Well, he looks a lot movie. like, he look, like he's like obviously like the lesser talented clone of the, not very talented, but still better than that Joaquin Phoenix, I guess, because there couldn't possibly be someone named Leaf and someone named Joaquin in this family, could there? Well, there was someone named River. Oh my God, it turns out it's Joaquin Phoenix. God, that was the thing I was going for, Hallie. I, it, 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 yeah. I, Oh, 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 you're not playing along right. <laughs> okay, so he tells the me. Yes, ending like, is not working very well. He says, well. I don't play along, and then I play along, and then I'm not playing You weren't playing right. along. You were like, he's not, he's not, he's this. You're correcting me. You, earnestly, you earnestly corrected me. I actually wasn't correcting you. <gasps> Go back and listen. <laughs> I was playing along because I was saying, I was saying that. Wait a minute. <laughs> that, was a, that wasn't a zigga zigga. That was actually just yeah, a rewind. <gasps> I don't like John. Please, please. Oh my God! I'm doing the robot gorilla dance again. <laughs> Which is, uh, if you don't listen to uh, Hard Grace Night, you won't know. You but that's... Yeah, you should. You should listen to a Hard Grace Night. And also, <laughs> anyway, anyway. So yeah, and and rounding out the cast is of course Frank Welker as the robot. Which it, uh, oh, it was no, surprised to the robot. Do we? Mr. Tin the Robot never happened. Oh my god, why did this movie have a talking robot? <laughs> why did this this movie had a, like all right? It's all right, this is a movie about kids who go to a camp, a real-world thing that exists called Space Camp that exists, or at least existed in the 80s. I don't know if it still exists. And they go to learn, in a realistic fashion, the trip, the things of being an astronaut. Then it falls off the rails a little bit at the end where they accidentally get launched into space, but at least they kind of set... But this movie has a droid in it. I mean, it's not just a robot. This movie has, a, a, like, a sentient being. Well, it's not robot. fully sentient. Well, it's fully sentient. It has feelings. <laughs> no, it has feelings. This is this is like, it's a bridge too far for me. I can understand accent like that. And I I had never seen this movie. Obviously, I knew what the movie. I got the hiccups. I'm yelling myself into hiccups. I knew what this movie was about going in. I knew it was a bunch of nerds go to space camp, get shot in space, have to come back. I got that. Where in the world? Like that's a, that's a premise of a th of a movie that could exist in the real world, even if the circumstances that bring it about seem strange. Where does this movie get off having a sentient robot? And then and then I remember, like, God bless us in the eighties. The only thing we might have loved more than ninjas was weird, ugly, sentient robots. Because around the same time, we had your short circuit movies. We had that orange robot on Riptide. Remember Riptide? No. It was a TV show. Yeah. And, uh, you know. Had a, had, a, had a robot on it uh, for no reason because it was a show about guys on a boat uh, fighting crime. It's kind of like Night Boat the series. 
and uh, and 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 we had Rocky Four. Remember the robot in Rocky Four that like that uh, you know like that that Polly got given by Rocky, you know, because I used to beat my wife. Here, have this really expensive robot, you know. Um, you know, it's just the eighties were very. You look puzzled, don't you remember that? I, I do. I'm I'm just waiting to see where this is going. I'm just saying, what the hell is wrong with us in the mid eighties that we decided every movie had to have a weird, irritating talking robot? I mean, it's like every movie had to have a conky in it. <laughs> like, why is that? I I don't. And playing along also includes not just nodding and looking at me like I have four heads. I'm just waiting. Don't just wait. <laughs> Stop me before I kill again. Oh my goodness. So, uh, Jinx, the name of the movie. robot. Oh, damn it, that's the name of the G.I. Joe ninja. So, my, a, my feeling about Jinx... Well, one of the G.I. Joe ninjas. My feeling the lady about, ninja. My Not fi- Lady J, she wasn't a ninja. Okay. Moving on. So, the credit sequence. There's space with nebulae. For a while. Yeah, it looks like it, it, it kind of looks like the actually it looks kind of like the cover of a like an old Nebula magazine or an Omni. Like there's going to be like either an article about science or like a science fiction story about the the laws of robotics somewhere in it. Yeah, you know it's 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 absolutely ridiculous. Um, and like yeah, it 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 it, it does look like the weirdest worst sequel of the right stuff ever. I actually wrote. Oh, we, it, it cranks. Oh, go on. Oh no, that's okay. No, I just started. This I, is I, this is the Space Camp John show. So no, 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 you go. No, you go right in. No, 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 go on. Go on. I, I, I wrote this note, and i got to be honest with you, I have very little written, because I do know this movie fairly well. Why? <laughs> I have written down, while the dialogue is clunky, they're delivering it well. Now, oh my god, no, they're not. here's the thing. I, th- I, think, <laughs> I, I think I said that, and, and truly meant it. Because my expectations were way lower to what I was about to experience. Because again, I knew the movie walking in, and you know when you go rewatch a movie like that that you loved as a kid, you see all the flaws. And I think my my expectation was, this is not gonna hold up, like 16 Candles didn't hold up. All the ones that I'm like, oh, this is not holding up. Well, like, like, girls just wanna have fun. We, you get in the hand, dude. So long story short- Or, or like the in the way Cobra re- somehow did hold up. I'm sorry, I have to give you the finger now. While 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 yeah, I knew it wouldn't, away. while I knew it wasn't going to hold up 100, percent um, and it certainly kept up to that expectation. Uh, it 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 held up. What percentage would you say it holds up? I wouldn't say it held up, but I was impressed with the fact between three to five percent because that might be acceptable. I'm, I'm just uh, you, go, you go. No, I'm no, just no, saying no. no, no. You're impressed with the fact that like they, they, they actors managed to speak English. What are, what are, what are we doing here? Let's move on. So, uh, <laughs> so okay, because I, I want to say my expectations for this movie uh, were fairly low, and somehow it managed to not meet them. Okay, we could just end it here. Why don't we just go to the <laughs> the final question? Hey, John, was it worth watching? No. Yes, of course Thanks, it was. Everybody, it was so much fun to be here. Okay, with you. all right. Anyway, so we end it. We, the movie starts with some really awful '80s fart rock from Eric Clapton, which uh, I didn't think it could go downhill from there, but it does. Going on. I don't have anything else. Well, you ran out of notes. Yeah, out of your notes. Oh no, what do you want to do in the episode? And uh, yeah, so so you, you basically it's you, you have that like scene of everyone pulling up to like start the camp out. You know, like the, the like you have actually that, you have it that. starts before that. Oh, but I'm, the rest of that's boring. I, I don't know. Wait, it's Kate, oh, it's Kate. It, oh, it's Kate Capshaw being really terrible with Tom Skerritt and like. I want to go. Help, thank you for helping me do the space camp. I don't want to go to space. You're not going to go to space because you're a woman. But I, 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 
on a Sally Ride. Well, uh, yeah, she was a good astronaut. You're a terrible actress, Kate. You got to stay on Earth. I'm married to Steven Spielberg. Not yet. You don't get married till 1991. That that was the exchange, more or less. I, really, I probably really remember correctly. Fairly accurate. I'm, I'm kind yeah. of impressed. You got to convert from Episcopalianism first. Apparently, that's what you have to do. So they, you know, and everybody's pulling up, and in in comes Tate Donovan. What is his? What is it? Keith? Oh uh, no, it's Dick? Kevin. Kevin. Kevin Donaldson. Kevin. Kevin rolls in with his jeep, and of course Donald he's parked in uh, her his space. He's, he parks in Scarrett's space, and oh, you don't want to do that. You want to park in Scarrett's space? Uh, uh-uh, uh, you don't want to do that. Take your thatch away. By the way, this from movie Scarrett's this movie could have just began with with Highway to the Danger Zone. <laughs> it could have done that because uh, yeah. it has the same sort of everyone's pulling up. Although it also felt like the beginning of Revenge of the Nerds when they drop the nerds off. Actually, the movie begins even earlier than that. Doesn't it begin with Kate Capshaw? Kate Capshaw as a little girl. Oh yeah, it does. I forgot about that moment. That's because that moment is so stupid and pointless. Is John Glenn in it or something? She's like watching John Glenn. Well, the, the they're on TV. Yeah, because I had some note about John Glenn, but I couldn't read what it you said, so I went by it. And her mom's yelling, "Come on in! You're gonna miss it!" And she's sitting outside looking at the stars, and she sees what I don't know if it's a shooting star or we're supposed to assume it's actually the John space Glenn's, shuttle. Well, not the space shuttle. The space or shuttle. The space, was, right, the rocket. Yeah, it would have been Mercury, whatever Mer- yeah. it is. Going into space. Oh, you saw the right stuff, right? Oh yeah, that's right. You didn't. No, so which is weird because I kind of am obsessed with the space. I know. Program. I'm kind of stunned. I'm obsessed with. The I don't space give ten. Program. I don't. Give, I don't give ten rats asses about the space program once I realized that I was never going to be able to live in a Mars colony, you know. So I, I kind of gave up on the space program years I, ago. I wanted to be. And yet I've seen the right stuff. I've Ed, read the right stuff. I want to be. Ed, I want to be Ed Harris in Apollo 13. Like I want to be on the. Ground. I don't want you to be Ed Harris because while he is a handsome man, He's I a suppose. He's not really my type. He's my type. Wow. That speaks wonders to my hairline right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, mm. what, Christopher Maloney? Oh what my God. Yes, you love balding guys. I do. <laughs> I don't actually, not all of them, just a couple. Just not the, me. Just <laughs> Other the, well, balding guys. that's true. Just a couple of very special dudes. So, yeah, but, so anyway, they all show up. Uh, you know, we, we establish the characters of uh, Lamar is. I'm going to call him Lamar, but what's his actual character's I name? Have no idea. Rudy. 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 Rudy is actually... Um, he's, he's a cool dude who secretly loves science, but doesn't like to know, because right. he's not very good at it. Yeah. And uh, and uh, you've got... Uh, Tate Donovan is the jerk who got forced to go here by his dad. Even uh, though you know that he... You know, deep down, this stuff is so easy for him, and that's why yeah, he's... Yeah, he's got a heart you know, of gold, too. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and Leah, Tom- Leah Thompson's like the overachiever nerd. She's the part She's, you would play. In, yes. In, like, because basically she's you. Yes. She's exactly who you would be. 1,000%. Except for she can fly planes and you would never want to do that. This is true. Why are you obsessed with the... Oh, that's right. Because you want to be at ground control. Yes, that's what I said. Yeah, you want to be You want to be pushing 10 but in space. I pushing be, space 10. I want to be Gene from from the Apollo program. Gene. The Gene Genie? Because uh, no, I've already done Ed my Harris's one. character. I was, I was I was just trying to make another Bowie reference. It was a really bad Bowie. one. Yeah, it was terrible. I was really forcing it. I was really it was kind really of shoehorned it in there. Shoehorned it. Get it back. it in. Take it back. Well, we can't all be heroes. Oh my God. <laughs> so yeah, so we're meeting everybody and uh, Cape Capshaw. Cape Capshaw. Cape Capshaw. Cape Capshaw. Her name is Andy in the movie. Recognizes herself. Oh oh, and by the way, eighties. We love to name women men's names. Yeah, <laughs> we. Re- she recognizes herself in. Uh, Leah Thompson. And she doesn't like what she sees, apparently, because right. she's mean as shit She's kind of a shit her. Yeah. She's, t- yeah. she's taking out a lot of resentment on her. Yep. So, yeah, she she basically uh, space blocks Leah Thompson from being able to play... Uh, yeah, full Kappa, on. From being able to be the mission commander role that she so desperately desires yeah. and makes her pilot. Which, by the way, um, 
the hilarious thing is, uh, I, I, I was looking on the trivia about this movie, and apparently the, the mission commander is the one who does the, the landing and taking off piloting. <laughs> so, so like, the pilot's more like a co-pilot. Yeah. Um, so, but the, the movie treats the pilot like the only pilot. Um, yeah. There's a couple of times they don't do things right science in this movie, which is surprising because you think a movie that had a sentient robot created in the 80s would be a little, would be a little more scientifically accurate. Just a accurate. tiny bit. And then you know, and, 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 oh, and Kelly Preston is like right. the, she's like a valley girl, but she's also got eidetic memory. Yeah. And so then she knows uh, all this Leaf, stuff. Leaf Phoenix has, uh, what's his name in the movie? He, he's, uh, he's Jinx loves Jinx Max. and Max. Jinx and Max. Jinx friend, and Max, which is friends forever. God, I, I, it's like they were trying to set this up for a crappy, crappy filmation cartoon about so it. So Max um, has been in this space junior camp or whatever it is for the little kids for so long, but he's so, he doesn't fit in there. You can tell. Well, he's he's, he's way too. He's one hundred and eighty. It's, it's nineteen eighty six, and he's still a Star Wars fan. When yeah. everyone knows from like basically from the from the Ewok movie on through till about uh, basically the relaunch of the. Uh, you know the the the, uh, the 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 original the remastered uh, special editions. No one talked about Star Wars except right. nerds. So so he's obviously super nerdy, very into this program. Yeah, and he he talks about Star Wars so irritatingly often. And this is coming from a guy who's literally has an ad at on his T shirt right now. Right now, my God, shut up about Star Wars, you little nerd. Because he's like twelve. When I was twelve, I wasn't still you nerding. Were, you it. were into GI Joe. It's okay. Not at, not at twelve. You were into Dungeons and Dragons. It's okay. I didn't. That, so, um, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so he shows up and, and he be- he begs Andy to let him stay in the program because um, he's tired of being with the other kids and he he knows his program so well and she finally agrees to let him stay. So yeah, and then and oh, then oh they, and Kevin gets into the pro- gets into that group because he switch he sees Leah Thompson and he, he's he like I got a ma- I got group. a Mac on her and so he switches tickets with another dude without him knowing. It's funny because objectively speaking, Kelly Preston is prettier. Uh-huh. Like, objectively speaking, far prettier. Yeah. I mean, she's definitely way too 80s out in this movie. Yeah. But this was the 80s, so he was probably used to that level of 80s. You would think. You know, but... So, yeah, we, we end up with... um, I know we end up with, like, a little sequence where they're, like, showing all the, like, you know, the, the space shuttle cockpit and things, and, like, they, they, they do the classic, the computer does most of the work. Yeah. Which is... Why does that irritate me so much? That's, like, one of those cliches that I hate. Because it's BS. It is BS. Because first of all, the computers in the 1980s could... <laughs> they were they were the IBM Seriously. with the green screen. Yeah, like, like my again, my phone phones. was better than the computers they had in the 80s. It's Don't so tell me weird. that does all the work. My phone can't even figure out where the nearest restaurant is without <laughs> like being having to reset my location services five times. It's true. So uh, you know, and then, you know, so it, but meanwhile, while we're while we're having these computers invented, we we introduced the other computer, Jinx. Jinx. Jinx who's is basically a, he's a he's, mechanic. Yeah, and as as Ali point as Ali pointed out, he's kind of like a he's kind of like BB, a BB-8 for this movie, except yeah. BB-8 is adorable and fun and lovable. Yeah. And Jinx is, he has that that shrill, annoying, quote unquote, cuteness that any created by a committee of Hollywood people, robot or character will ever have. Of course, he's voiced by Frank Welker because well, everything is voiced by. That's Frank what Welker. I was saying earlier. Yeah. You know, and oh god, I saw the moment I realized we had a talking robot in this movie, I was like. Fuck you, movie! I was so mad. Yeah, I was like, Allie, this is like that was the moment when this movie came, became kind of like my Cobra for a while. Now this is this is I don't hate this movie like Allie hates Cobra, but I did not like any scene that had that robot in it. And oh my god! And of course she's a robot who takes everything literally, you know, which is a plot point. Ooh, ooh! I hate that kind of humor. Ooh, I hate it! I hate it! I hate it! Unless it's a Drax, I like a Drax that takes everything literally. But I think that's because Dave Bautista is just so delightful. 
you know. And oh, and uh, but but at this point in the movie, it looks like we're about three seconds from a panty raid, like yes. all throughout this beginning, because there's all these like there's a lot of like ancillary background kids in the camp. Yeah, and they're in uh, in Lamar and or Rudy and uh, and Keith, Keith, Kevin Keith, Keith Donovan Schmonovan go have a conversation, and that's where you learn that Rudy's really good at science. Well, well, he likes science. He likes science. Oh yeah, he's not good at science, but he likes it a lot. He likes it, and he's just not good yeah, at it. You know, movie. I'm I'm not, I'm not gonna harp on this. But was it a great choice to make the guy who's not as smart as he'd like to be, you know, the black guy? Was it, was it, was, was, could, could they have maybe not done that? I mean. I mean, I'm glad they got rid of the Asian guy really quick because, man, there's no way they wouldn't have been really horribly racist about that character in science. Yeah. yeah. You know, but I just, it just, it, like, again, it's not a major thing. I'm not saying, I don't think it was intentional, but it kind of rubbed me the wrong way, the messaging of, like, because like, I think he was kind of like an athletic guy, you know? Because that's the thing is, Lamar may have been the effeminate gainer, but dude, that dude is jacked in this movie. Yeah, he looks really good He in is movie. jacked. There's a scene where he is shirtless, and I was like, woo, <laughs> I'm not even gay. Like, Lamar or nothing, but damn, that's a, that's a, that's a handsome fellow with yeah. a, that, that guy's built. Do you ever wonder if, like, after Revenge of the Nerds, because that came out after this, yeah? This came out of, like, Revenge of the Nerds was, I think, 85, yeah. I want to say, and this is 86, it, so it wasn't oh, long after. Oh, so, so this came out after. This came after. Do you think that? Do you think that there was at all a time when he was going through and he's thinking to himself, this was the more serious movie, people, and they uh, and people are like, ah, oh, it's a little more, and he's like, no, I did play a guy named Rudy who was actually loved science. <laughs> like, you just see those interviews with them. No, I, really I, 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 I don't think there were a lot of interviews with Larry B. Scott. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I think he's great. Okay, there's not a lot of Vincent Chavello interviews either, but I, oh, there should have been. Chavello. There should have been, but he liked Senka. <laughs> oh, you do not know the reference. I am, I am saying. I, I, I'm, just, I'm, just saying I'm just saying that came out of left field for you to say it. So I was like, he liked Sanka. <laughs> she actually made a little heart with her hands it over did. her chest while saying that, well, like just so no, you know. He's no longer with us. I know he's no longer with us. That doesn't mean he needed. He likes. Like, I said his eulogy. He likes Sanka. You're like that episode of Veep where all you knew about her was the dead bottle caps and went fishing. Like <laughs> <laughs> the beer beer labels and went fishing. He like. And like anyone who likes Sanka, he drank deep of life. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, oh, and then we get some more like shitty 80s freaking dopey frat fart rock with, you get, you actually get Walk of Life, which, you know, you get that joke that Walk of Life is like, they've yeah. been doing that, like the meme of put it in movies. You actually get Walk of Life in this movie. Yeah, you do. And it's terrible. I, you know, it does not improve this movie at all. No. No, so so then I think there are two Dire Straits songs in this movie. So then you begin it's to just, learn that um, Lee Phoenix Max um, has uh, has befriended Jinx. I think they've been friends for a while. Oh, and by the way, let, just so no, just so we're clear here, just because Jinx is irritating, let's not forget forget that Max is also irritating because he's the another trope I hate, which is the bratty super genius kid. I didn't think he was bratty. Well, he was not bratty. He's, he's not irritating. a bratty kid. He's irritating. Well, he might be irritating, but he's irritating because he's he doesn't fit in. All right, you can defend him all you want. I will. Look, I will defend look, my man. Walking Phoenix sucked in eight millimeter. I don't care what you say. So, uh, so yeah, so so Max, um, you you find out that Max has sort of taken Jinx and he's hiding him in a, a closet. In the barracks. Yeah, in little, the barracks, Yeah, this y'all. little dumb little brat stole a $27 million robot. And no one, no one seems to think that's a, an issue. 
Well, and they, they they mention they mention in this movie that the robot cost twenty seven million of well not my dollars because it was the eighties but my parents tax dollars yeah. are going towards this and you're letting this little freaking like fucking Doogie Howser light come steal this thing and keep it but in his bunk. But here's the thing that's insane. So they find out that he has it in there and of course the dumb frat boys start like, they're like, oh, he takes everything literally. He, he literally does what he's told. told. Yeah. There's like a pause. Yeah. I actually wrote that down with the yeah. ellipses because that was, I, I was like, it's ridiculous. It's the worst so line read I've heard like, in a movie full of freak out him out and then he like self-destructs almost and then Max has to go and fix him. So it's the middle of the night. Max has left his barracks, has gone to a bunk bed, and he has now gone to the mechanic shop that he obviously has a key to get into, right, in the middle of the night, and he fixes and he fixes Jinx. Okay, yeah, again, it's 12-year-old kid whose main, main bridge of science is the Star Wars movies, which, by the way, I've known enough science nerds to know that science nerds don't like Star Wars because it's not science-y enough for their nerd tastes. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's he's enough of a science nerd to repair a twenty-seven million dollar robot. God, I hate, I hate precocious children in movies. Hate them so much. Oh, see, I'm the opposite. I love precocious children. Oh my God, I know. I've seen your movie choices, but th- at least in this one, it wasn't a brunette little girl who's who's gone through some horrible uh, like tragedies. <laughs> Sorry that I'm. Playing out all of my fantasies of what right, it could have been. Well, by the way, this movie at this point also, I noticed this movie was just a montage. First of all, there's like a montage, like a PBS educational series, like going on for a while where they're just showing all the stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, like when you watch like the Voyage of the Mimi or something and they throw your science in. Yeah. Like there's this whole montage of science around this point. And, and also everyone in this, everyone in this camp is either in the shortest shorts imaginable or they're wearing white pants. It yeah. is like it could not be more mid nineteen eighties than well, that. Well, it's also Alabama, so it was probably super duper hot. It's super duper hot or not. It's all white jeans and short shorts. Yeah, it's the eighties. So the yeah. So they the, so he fixes him, and um, you know he's trying to be friends. You know they're all trying to be friends again, and you know they're trying to go through. They're going through their paces, and they're all learning their stuff. So you learn that she, you know Rudy is the communications officer has this big book he has to read, or like this whole manual, and um, or she maybe maybe she, she's first communications, he's second. I don't know. Anyway, um, Kay, what's Preston's character name? Preston. Kelly Preston. Kelly Preston. Tish. Tish. Tish, Tish, I don't know. I don't exactly know what she's supposed to be doing, but um, whatever she's supposed to be doing, she's doing her thing. And they're all learning. And Max is actually the guy that goes is supposed to be on the crane yeah. to go out if they do. Um, yeah, because the one you want on a spacewalk is someone who's like seriously hasn't figured out what an erection's for. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, exactly. that's really who you want to trust you on You want to put him in there. And then uh, obviously Ke- uh, Keith, Kevin, Kevin is uh, mission, mission control. Co- well, no, not mission, mission control. control. No, no, He's space commander. commander. He's command. Space, just, space. just commander. You don't have to say space commander. commander. You don't have to put space in front I of like everything. Space. <laughs> space commander. They, 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 and they're she space is, food. Leah Thompson is space pilot. <laughs> Yeah, no, we got Larry and 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 uh, and Larry B. Scott. Uh, Rudy is, of course, space science space man. Space science space man. So and then Frank Walker they're, is. They're learning all their things, and then of course the you know they're in the simulator, and you know things start to go to hell, and uh, Kevin isn't doing his job, and Andy's yeah, out there. Yeah, because he's 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 the guy who doesn't give a fuck. Right, exactly. And he's like, and he's like, this is pretend. Why yeah. I don't want to be here. That, that's the thing. That's the problem this movie has. I will say he's realistically portrayed because he's a guy who didn't want to be there, and they put him in charge of everything. Yeah. Have you ever been in a high school group project where the person put in charge of the group is someone who doesn't give a crap about learning? 
Well, so, okay, so here's what I, this was what I was thinking about this morning because I knew we were going to record today. I was thinking to myself, so who does Kevin remind me of? He's the young 80s version of what would become Ron Swanson. I think he's not man enough to be a Ron Swanson, No, though. but no. No, but I mean like his, his, his worldview I'm is... not talking about that. I'm talking about the, the, the way they set him up as the guy who doesn't care who's in charge. You then put he, that turns in the, and literally doesn't. Care. I got it. so it le- le- leads to libertarianism. Okay. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, I think I think what he is actually is he's the he's a poster child for something coming up into the, the zeitgeist around that time. He was a poster child for like the 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 the, the earlier cohorts of Generation X starting to like you know mm, come to yeah. maturity because he he's there like there's a line where like. You know, he's talking. I think I think he's talking after the fact. With may it might have been to uh, to Catherine, it might have been to whatever. But he like might have been to 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 uh, Rudy. You talking. You Rudy, talking. my brain turned off. Might have been to Rudy. I was like Larry Tate Donovan. <laughs> <laughs> I was combining words like a, I was like trying to do Larry whatever and, and Donovan and Tate. Like I, I was turning into like a Wheel of Fortune answer, <laughs> you know, where it's like the beginning and ending thing. I, I know. Um, but like he says something about like we're all gonna get nuked anyway, <laughs> which is classic '80s nihilism. Yeah. Oh man, just what like believing you're gonna die in a nuclear war. Oh, that is so perfectly like a child. Are we still fighting with the Russians at this point? Yeah. We were in a Cold War. You know, Cold Gorbachev War. had just come to power. Yeah, you know, we were we were we were deep in Iran Contra around this. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Um, so, so the 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 next thing that happens is basically Max, um, the uh, Max and uh, sorry, going backwards, Kevin comes to Max and says, "I need to figure out." He wants to take you know Leah out on a date, and he says, "I, I got to figure out how to do." This. And they have curfew, and he's like, "Well, there's a way to get go out without getting seen by." Tom Skerritt's house. You oh, have the, to, the, the, the crows that he controls, that he can... Uh, yeah, that he can write, send out, right. So, uh, so he says, ask Jinx, and so he does, and, um, you know, he's like, thanks, man, you know, all's good, you know, thanks for giving me the info. Um, before this moment, though, they've been taken through the paces, and what's important is we see all the places where they are all failing. So Rudy, they're in the simulator, Rudy is failing because he can't connect the wires, um, Max is failing because he's freaking out on the on the uh, arm. Uh, I'm forgetting the, the actual Doesn't term for it. The, 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 uh, yeah, the arm. arm. Um, you know, obviously the, Kevin's imploding because he doesn't want to. You know, and, and, and Catherine could never do the, the she spin. Can't, she can't do the spin. Well, right, and right. she also is trying to do everybody else's job. Right. She keeps she keeps telling everybody how to. Yeah, because she things. can't delegate. Because she can't, she's not you. She can't delegate, and she refuses to. She she needs to keep control of everything, and so she's not allowing anyone else to like step up and shut up and do their job. And, <laughs> yeah, um, no, and, and then Tish, I don't know. What and she's meanwhile, doing Kate Capshaw's failing at acting. Yes, while well, she's been failing the whole time. Yeah. So the God, has so, anyone fallen upwards harder so and faster than Kate Capshaw? Then we see Leah Thompson. I can't. I don't remember her character's name. They, Catherine. Catherine. They take Catherine into the the gyroscope. What the heck is the name of that thing? I don't know. It looks like a gyroscope. Yeah. And she has to control it so she can get control over it. And it's so like she, a gimbal. Yeah. Like it's it's like a gimbal system where it's like the three di- It's it, They use it. People who've seen the right stuff know it's one of the machines from the montaging in the right stuff. Yeah. All, like all the pro- And just pre- watching this, by the way, made me want to vomit everything I've ever eaten in yeah, my entire life. you'd be the worst life. astronaut. Oh my gosh. Like, do not do that to me. Like, if I ever book a movie where I have to, yeah. like, be yeah. in space. The only way you'd be a worse astronaut is if space was full of bees. Bees in space. Bees in space. 
loose. Yeah, it'd be bad. Uh, a whole yeah. bunch of cats just roaming. Roaming yeah. cats. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Just Danderfield licking themselves oh my cats. God, no. <laughs> I'd be so, I'd be so, I'd be With like. their just, raspy tongues. would be awful. I'd be like, I'd just be like Benadryl me and put me in an induced coma. Yeah, but I'd be like that anyway. I'm kind of thinking, <laughs> let's do that. So that sounds like a fun it's night. It's important to note that all these things happen because they it's a big plot point for later. But then, you know, Kevin takes her out and then he says, I'll, I'll clear it with everybody. You'll be fine and we won't get in trouble to go out uh, past liar, whatever. And then liar. they start to, yeah. And then they start to kiss and then, of course, they're caught. Yeah, they're and, scared interrupters. <laughs> yeah, they get brought back and... Um, there was like a confrontation somewhere around this that I wrote yeah, was excruciating. It, Andy and Catherine have a little confrontation. Oh, God, it's an excruciating scene because, all right, here's the thing. I like Leah Thompson well enough, but yep. Leah Thompson's also not a great actress. She's a passable actress. But it is, oh, yeah, it is, it is, oh, it's it's excruciating. Yeah. It's, it's, it's. She it's, basically asks her, she asks Andy why she's been treating her like crap. And she's like, well, you, you know, you just remind me of me and you know, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, that's stupid. And, you know, this is my shot and don't screw it up for me, etc. And that's it. Like, it's like they don't get in yeah. trouble. They don't get do- they don't get sent home for oh, being who? out after. I mean, like nothing yeah. happens to them, right? No, no, there's nothing. There's nothing. There's no penalty. There's not there's no consequences. They just get embarrassed. Anyway. It's just again, it's like it's the movie just needed a little cul-de-sac where they to, they needed them to have a romantic moment together. But they didn't want to show them getting away with breaking the rules. Right. But so, they didn't want to have him punished but also, either. But it also sets up the plot point that then Kevin goes back and he yells at Max and basically because yeah. Jinx basically told on them because they ask, yeah. and you know, and then they find where they are. Yeah. So I think it has to do with like oh yeah, that's right, that yeah. he has to like uh, he has to shun Max and basically tell him you know I'm he's, not he's I'm frustrated. Not, you're not Max. Luke Skywalker. I'm not Han Solo, and we're not friends. And don't talk to me ever again. Kind and of then thing. Max runs off and he starts crying, crying, and, he, and then and he and tells Jinx. Jinx. Him. No, no, he doesn't right. tell Jinx. Oh, he does not right, tell no, Jinx. No, that's true. He just says God, it out don't, loud. How many times have you seen this movie? Come on. Well, it sounds yeah. like he says so it he runs. Jinx. He runs off yeah, by himself and he, in, in, into the museum. Yeah. Because basically the camp is the place he has a key for. That yeah. That we don't know why. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I kind of assumed you could just go through the museum because they were connected. It was connected for some reason. To but, the barracks. To the barracks. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I never thought about it. But yeah, yeah, you would probably need a key for that, wouldn't you? But yeah, well, that's any of a number of plot holes in this movie because there are a lot of plot yeah. holes in this movie. Um, so yeah, he's crying and he's like, I wish I was in space. Yeah. And, and Jinx then and Jinx, that. and you see like, it's almost like the moment in 2001 where it cuts to the Hal eyeball, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like he's processing that. And, and by the way, Jinx has the grossest face. Oh, it's like this weird triangular, like, oh, God, like half skull, half apple being bitten in half, half owl. I'll tell you what There's it, like three halves in it. This is a movie that I don't know if we'll be able to watch it because I don't know if I can stomach it after how I feel about animals, but um, there's a there's a moment in... there's Watership Down? No. Hey, jump in. Jump in <laughs> That's anytime. That's what I'm doing. No, there's... Uh, there's, there's in... Animals in a Blender, the movie? Okay. So we won't talk about this anymore. <laughs> Come on, you know I'm gonna do this all all episode. You just 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 ignore me. And um, like the audience does. In Project X, there's a there's a device that shows up, and the way the device manifests is it it you don't see it until it opens, and the way it opens is sort of the way Jinx rises oh, up, his yeah. head rises up. Every time I see that thing, it it's like I could hear the music sting in the movie of Project, um. and it's like. It kind My of, heart goes a little. See, to me, it kind of looks like uh, like in some of the older Doctor Who episodes, the control panel and the TARDIS had a thing that went up and down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like during the, like, the whoa, 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 Yeah. You know, like like that whoop thing. Like, I can't make the, I can't make the TARDIS noise. I just learned that. 
Never occurred to me that I couldn't make the TARDIS. Did noise. you just think you could just most <laughs> the TARDIS noise? That's like that's it. It's like that's like that thing with like uh, uh, like in the Simpsons where like it's like someone turns to Barnes and says, I thought you said you could read lips. He's like I assumed, I assumed I could. I could. Yeah. I, yeah, I think I just assumed I could make a TARDIS noise. I can't do it though. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, I'm really bad at that. <laughs> I mean, I I mean it's like I get like. All right, I can do a bad Stallone, but at least it's recognizable as Stallone. I mean, this isn't even recognizable as anything. It's like... Before we get to the most major plot point here, I would like to say these are some of my notes here. I'm like a bluth trying to make I a have, chicken noise. I have nuked with a question mark. Anyway, oh, that, that's going to get nuked anyway. Question, question mark. The Russians, question mark. And douchey white sweater, because that's all I remember about him yelling at Max is the douchey white sweater. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah Leah, the douchey white sweater. Leo Thompson wearing mom jeans. Um... Uh, oh, oh, and then at the confrontation, Kevin and Tom Skerritt were in white. This was some brilliant costumer's decision. Yeah. Tom, Kevin and Tom Skerritt are in white, and Andy and Catherine are in button-down, what does it say, rod shorts? What are rod shorts? <laughs> I don't know. You wrote it down. Red shorts. Red shorts. They're in the same outfits. It like doesn't make sense. Oh my god, it's like they're it's like they're mirroring each other. <laughs> And I don't think we went into it, but I feel like Tom Skerritt's character was probably like Kevin yeah. when he was growing up. Kind of like Viper was like Maverick. Yes. Because this is in the, the, the Gunniverse. The, the, gun the Gunniverse. The Gunniverse. So, um, so, okay. So, the, so, so, oh, me, so anyway, he overhears. He overhears. So he goes, to the, he goes to the NASA computer, which has a wonderful green yeah. interface too. And this is, this is great because... He plugs himself into the computer, or whatever, to talk. He starts talking with the computer, and they're just speaking to each other back and forth. I'm like, they're computers. Why are they talking in yeah. English back and forth to right, each other? Right. You know, and and he runs through the simulations of like what could happen to to accidentally get them into space, like because yeah. because there, there's 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 a there's a situation. Ultimately, I don't know if this happens here, but ultimately he he asks the computer to help him like get Max into space. Right. How can Max get into space? Right. And it involves setting up a situation where the thermal shields go down. And this is in a simulator. In that a they're, simulator. They're having. They're doing because they're going to do something in the real shuttle. They're testing the engine, the new engines. Right. On a new shuttle, they're going to test the engines on the pad. They're not going to detach. They're not going to, you know, right. whatever. You know, they're not going to actually release them. They're just running them. And one group gets to go in the shuttle yeah, for this. For some reason, for they, s- yeah. And some reason it's this group. Well, my okay. So I was thinking about this because the fact that they just like. They sucked in their their own simulator. There's no reason why they would get to go into yeah, the spaceship. So this is what I was thinking. That part of what Jinx this is the only way that I can justify this, you guys. So I'm doing the justification backwards. That that in the process of figuring out how to get Max in space, he had to make them win this random choice of who was going to go. Oh. So he sets that up. You know what could have what could have actually been a better, more accurate space camp movie is if they'd used some of my suggestion and actually had a competition that they won. Yeah, that would have been much and, smarter. But then again, but then you can't keep the thing of they had no teamwork until they exactly, got this Exactly, exactly. So I think that he sets it up. So again, this movie is a movie that, this is this is a movie that unfortunately, literally needs a sentient, talking, literalist robot for the plot to work. Yeah. And that, that is not anything but the screenwriter's fault, that they could not come up if you can't come up with a better reason for people to accidentally go into space yeah. than a sentient, talking, literalist robot, then throw your stupid spec script away. So they, so he figures out, he gets them there, and then he sets up and he finds out that the only way that they could create something to work is called thermal curtain failure. 
And, right. th and now and in the real thermal curtain failure, this isn't what necessarily would happen as a result. It's not like this, but in this movie, they set it up that one booster lights, but the other one doesn't. And if it launches, they, they'll just like basically go in like an arc and and, ex and you know hit the ground and explode. So that's that's not gonna work. That doesn't launch anyone into space. It launches everyone into death. So yeah. um, they, he asks, well, how, how often does thermal curtain, this is the robot asking the computer, how often does thermal curtain failure happen? And they say like one in like some trillion amounts. Five something, billion yeah, years. Something like crazy, five million years. Something insane. And he's like, well, you know, Max won't live that long. Like this is the line that's supposed to be like, I'm going to figure it out. So he tells them to create thermal curtain failure so that the people at, he, he's banking on the fact that someone at Mission Control is going to say, they're about to hit thermal curtain failure. Our computers are good enough to tell us that this is a major problem and we're going to have to launch them into space so that nobody dies, which is worse. It's, 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 yeah, it's so ridiculously stupid. It is, it is, it is aggressively stupid. You know, it's like, and when they, and, and like when they, when they actually end up in space, there's a line where one of them says, it's not important how it happened. And I'm like, well, of course, because if you, you if you want to go back movie, let's point out how it happened. Yeah. Because a talking sentient robot <laughs> who takes everything literally orchestrated a series of unlikely events that would get you into we space. Should just start, we should just start calling him TSR. Talking sentient. Anyway, oh. so. How about, how about we call him, fuck you, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, because that's what I'm calling him right now. So they're in the simulator, or they're in the actual, I'm sorry, they're in the shuttle, and they're all assuming their positions um, of where they're supposed to sit. And, you know, Andy's sort of in the, in the like, jumper seat. She's not even in a real seat, because they, she wanted them all to get the feeling of where they would actually yeah. be sitting, which is really kind of cool. The, and all of a sudden, as the, the engines are going, they hear something over the, you know, over uh, from mission control that there's a problem and Andy grabs a the headset. Circuit's dead, there's something wrong. Yeah. Can you hear us, Major Tom? No. That happens <laughs> later. I'm just messing with you. No, but that does happen later. They don't, no, that doesn't, that happens no, in the song Space said, Oddity. No, somebody says that. They don't say, can you hear us, Major Tom? <laughs> don't you even. You're not but allowed to take me literally for 150,000 consecutive episodes play, and then make a you joke. You have to play along. So, uh, oh. so uh, you didn't yes and me there. I'm going to yes so, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she's in the jumper seat and, she, and all of a sudden she realizes what's happened. She grabs the headset. She says, launch us or we're going to explode. And she yells at Catherine to get out of the seat. So Catherine, this is, this is a little crazy too. Catherine moves out of the seat. Now the way that the, you have to remember that the, well, you have to remember the way that the shuttle is placed, it's up, you know, it's upright, you know, pointing, you know, up. And so everybody's laying back in the seat. So yeah. their feet are up in the air and they're laying on their backs in the seats. I've been in that carnival way. ride. It sucks. You can vomit if you're hungover. It's terrible. So Catherine has to move from that into the jumper seat. And Rudy's, I think, sitting there and trying to keep her in the seat. It's this terrible moment where, like, she can't get in the seat. And Andy jumps in and she gets on the thing and she's because she now has to pilot the plane. And by plane, I mean shuttle. And they and and Catherine's not in the seat, and they launch, and now they're going up into space. Yeah. And it's really, it's actually, I think that's one of the better moments of the movie. Yeah, like it's yeah. super intense. You don't know what's gonna happen. You know that they're gonna be okay, this but is, yeah, this, this there's is, good tension there. Well, it's like the uh, a problem I have with a lot of movies like this is the half measures that they do. And this movie spends most of the first half of it not sure if it's a lighthearted comedy or if it's yeah. a more serious movie. And, you know, like, they decide around, like, this mark, which is maybe two-thirds of the way through the movie, 
that okay no no we're, we're for real now i said this is halfway but okay no it's a little further than that okay. this movie's a long movie though um it, like it's about yeah it, but it's they're like okay we're for real now yeah we're taking this for serious we're and starting I, and, and 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 uh what's his what's his fudge uh, kevin kind of gets booted out of commander role because he doesn't well he doesn't know what he's doing he doesn't know what he's doing and he, he, he admits he doesn't and what's funny though is he gets really resentful for about that which yeah. is really strange given that he never wanted this in the first place yeah you know it's like here's the thing uh, you know the story I've told you about. I was the one time I was a stage manager of a show. Uh, yeah. Where I didn't really know what I was doing, didn't want to be a stage manager. It's just like, you know, my friends who were putting up the show didn't have anyone else, and I right. agreed to do it. And when, uh, when, uh, when our friend Carrie volunteered to take over as stage manager from me, I was over the moon happy that someone else could fix my fuck ups because I had no idea what I was doing. Right. What on earth is he doing getting upset that someone who actually knows and gives a damn and has paid attention and studied... I think it's because he was ousted from it, not... I know, but I'm just saying, at a certain point, swallow your pride, idiot. Yeah. You yes. didn't know what you were doing. So so he gets... Uh, this is when they are finally, um, you know, they've, they've, they're, they're stable. They're not still launching. They're actually, like, they're in the, they're in the, the, the sphere, the... I'm, I'm not, I have no words. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and so that's, yeah, and then they have to do an Ohm's burn because the whole idea is they're trying to find a window so they can. I'm not really sure what an Ohm's burn is. We looked it up, but uh, that, like, but we watched this movie like 60 years ago, I feel like. So when, so he doesn't know where it is. She asks him, she puts Catherine in it. Catherine's actually okay, but she, I mean, when they're launched, she's basically like not in a seat, which is really scary and probably would hurt her really badly. Um, and the fact that she's okay is kind of crazy. Yeah, it's like, there's like how many G's is, is she going through? We, we looked it up. It was like... A lot. It was a lot of G's. It was like five G's or something like yeah. that. It was like, she should be like... Yeah, she should seriously be like a pudding on the back of the uh, thing. They should be scraping she, her up. She should be Simon turning to jelly. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I, it took me a minute to realize the reference you were making when you first said she should be Simon. Like, until you said turning to jelly and I figured it out. I thought you were talking about Simon, the little kid who does drawings. Oh. You know, my name yeah. is Simon. That, that Mike Myers later just yeah. lifted wholesale for an SNL sketch without even really making reference to the original Simon. Yeah, no. Even down to the song. Uh, was there actually a real child named Simon? There was a, there was a British cartoon. He had oh. a magic chalk. Don't you oh, remember that? He would go behind his chalkboard. I didn't know that. Oh, that was on Pinwheel. Oh. Oh, maybe that's why it always sounded familiar. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, he had like magic chalk and he would draw things and they would become real. Oh, that guy's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I preferred Hattie Town, but you know... To each its own. Right. Uh, you know, um, so anyway, they're in space. It sucks. It sucks for them. So they're in space. Oh, and, and, and there's a lot of actual errors but, here because in space, like, they don't open up. The, apparently, in real life, the shuttle, when it goes into space, you have to open the cargo doors the moment you get into orbit because it's a way to let out all the heat from the launch. Ah. But no, they leave those closed until, like, that last minute when they finally open them. Okay, so before that, though... We, we, we have some problems because they weren't flight ready. So they have shortwave radio. They, they lose contact right. with Houston very fast. Oh, and that was, that was another of their, they, that was another of their, um, like the issues that um, this movie had to create to create more tension. Because apparently of the numerous things that would happen, like first of all, like if you have to launch a shuttle, there is an easy fail safe point where it will just go right back down and land. Like, you could go up and basically autopilot it straight down. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, also, the, uh, the, sh the radios are installed well before the engines. <laughs> In a space shuttle, there's no way they would be testing a space shuttle that didn't have, like, they wouldn't have a separate new, they, they would put, they'd be using the real communication system because they wouldn't, that, that would have been built in before the engines were ever attached. Right. So, like, this movie went out of its way to create as many problems as possible that in the real world have very easily and handily been solved by NASA. Well, right. You know, like, like and had been solved for a, at least a decade by the time this movie was made. Right. So they, but anyway, because we're in, you know, space camp land, um, they're up there, they have no communication, they don't know what they're going to do, and uh, they are, very soon they figure, they try to get everything sort of situated and sorted out, and they realize they're about to, they're about to run out of oxygen. And uh, that's a major problem because it wasn't Because we use oxygen. We do. And the next window is far enough away. There's a reason they missed the, don't they miss the first window for some reason? Or they're just not going to make it to the they're window? Not, no, no, they're, they're just they, not going to make it to they, the window. They have like 24 hours until their their window or whatever, yeah. 12 hours. And they it's something shorter than it's that. Like they, it's, like they have, it's like they have two hours less oxygen than they have time for the yeah. window, which is another, again, of the list of inaccuracies of this right. movie because there was actually quite a few windows they could have taken like numerous times. The windows aren't that tight, right. apparently. Like, But in this particular case, that is. And so they don't know what they're going to do because they're going to lose oxygen. So, um, and they can't... And, and ground control figures it out before, um, or mission control. I keep saying ground control because of the stupid song. But, it's not uh, a stupid song. It's okay, a great song. It's a great song. song. I apologize, Mr. Bowie. I apologize. God Almighty. I mean, hail Sir Bowie. I apologize. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's not like it's not the greatness of Billy Joel. Okay, I like Billy. I liked ground control. I was just saying, like, <laughs> it, it's driving. The song me. is called Space Oddity. I know, just but, because our son calls our, it ground control. Our son calls it ground control, and that's why. Yes. So um, he calls every song by the first words of it. Yes, he does. So, I, I, you know, I, I keep calling it that. But anyway, so they figure out that she can go to Daedalus. Daedalus is the sort of a, a holding place. Where For a second, I thought you said data list. <laughs> I'd forgotten what it was. Yeah, Daedalus. Yeah. That, that, yeah you know, you said it right. I just, I just, I, my brain didn't want to like, it's, remember it's, what it was it's, called. It's like, uh, what is it? A space. It's a space station. Space station where they have. Um, and again, it's a space oxygen. station named after the man who invented wings out of wax and feathers to escape uh, with his son. And I'm sorry, because the Daedalus myth is about, uh, you know, being careful not to overreach your bounds, and Icarus does so, and his wings melt. Calling a space station Daedalus really, really is a little, it's a little iffy on, like, the names to call things. I'm yeah. just saying. I mean, it's, it's better true. than calling it Icarus. I'll give you that. Right. But uh, it's, you know, so. So they do realize that they, you know, that they figure it out first, but they can't communicate yeah. with her. Um, and so they start to... Um, so, the, so they're hoping that she's going to remember it. And, you know, they keep uh, telling Tom Skerritt, no, don't worry. She's a really good, you know, she's a good pilot. She'll figure it out. And she does. She figures it out. And she... and then, weirdly, this, this suddenly this movie turns into like a, a prequel to Gravity. Yeah. Because it it's really kind does. of the same plot point there. It's true. Trying to get to the space station before they run out of air. Right. So she so she figures it out and they have to, and Catherine's now in the, the commander seat and she says, okay, you know, prepare for ohms burn and the way they do it, I, I always have to they say. They burn their ohms. They burn their ohms and then they head over over there. Now once they get there, they have to get it and so they, they suit Andy up, they open the cargo bay, she's going to go out on the arm and, um, uh, you know, and I, I think it's, I don't remember who's actually manning the arm, if it was Rudy or 
I can't remember. But I don't know. Whoever it is is doing their thing. And in the meantime, I, Tish has th- thought... Wait, I, th- I think the person on the arm mans the arm because they control it so they can control themselves. Like, aren't there like little switches that like... That's once sticks? you get... That's when you're in the seat. The, when you're on the arm, somebody inside is doing it. Oh, okay. Remember? Because remember when... when oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's... Yeah, Rudy. Right. Rudy's doing it because uh, Max is screaming yeah. his name. And this Rudy. is before... And this is before Rudy loses his shit, yeah. which happens in like about a minute. Well, no, not a minute. A little bit later, but... In um, like a... I'm using it metaphoric. Metaphoric minute. Metaphoric. A meta- metaphoric minute. In a metaphoric like a minute. minute. So they get out. Andy gets out. She's on her way. She's like in the in the shuttle seat, and you know, because she releases from the arm or whatever, and she's you know flying over to the to the to the oxygen, and she can't get in to get to the oxygen because they're still in their holding bays, and she's not small enough to get through, so she can't reach them. Right. So. Max says, I'm small enough to fit. Yeah. And so they have to find, an, uh, they put him in a thing and they basically wrap. A spacesuit is a space, the thing she's saying. Yeah, they, yeah, they put him in a spacesuit and then basically take this, this is my favorite part. They take a belt that Tish says, oh, we can wrap it around him and it'll make the suit as small as Max so that he can fit through Daedalus. She's wearing a belt, you guys. By the time this thing gets around Max in this thing, it's like 17 feet I know. long. It's like, what the and hell is that? wrapped him up so much. He looks like a mummy. It's the most ridiculous possible. And, and so they send so they send the kid out there and uh oh oh and also in this time we we learn that uh that uh that that she has like 16 watches on. She has oh, like yeah. so many watches on her arm. And I, yeah. guess, I guess that's 80s fashion, yeah. like the bangly bracelets that's and whatever. True. But she's got watches going up and down her arms. But she's also at this point. Um, by the way, for, for, for people who are under a certain age, a watch is a device that people used to wear <laughs> on their wrist to tell time. Well, before, they know what those phones. are now because of Apple Watches. Because, because before phones. No, nobody has Apple Watches except like guys in their 60s. That's true. God. So, but uh, one of the things that she did figure out before Andy goes out to try to get the, the oxygen, she figures out that she can try to communicate with uh, mission control by doing Morse code. Yeah, like so there's like a little the, 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 there's the, the, a communication the, the, switch that she can just flip back and forth and it it does a light. Yeah. It's a communication light. And um, I don't know what the what it's from or what it is, but um, uh, yeah, it doesn't really matter because somebody needs to be sitting at the 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 desk to, the see, desk it. to see it and every desk is, has a man in in front of it except for that one. Yeah, it's right next to Locke from Lost. Yes. And he doesn't he doesn't once turn his head over and go, "Why is that light flashing?" Yeah. Nobody sees it. Nobody sees it for like half the movie, half the like not half the movie, but for the rest of the movie, basically until about ten minutes before it's over or less, that just periodically is blinking. Yeah, for for quite a while. Actually. Quite a while, and so um, so we're up there in space, uh, and like a uh, little, little little shitty kid, Lee Lee Phoenix, uh, yeah. is like goes out there and he manages to get the tanks. And uh, the funny thing about that is something I, I didn't think about until fairly recently was, okay, he's small enough to get in, but the reason she couldn't fit wasn't her body. It was the space suit right. and the size of the pack on the space suit. He had the same I, kind I of space I had the suit. same thought it's too. It's like, why the hell? He could not have fit any better yes, than she could I have. Thought the same not unless thing. he got out of his space suit, which is not going to happen. Right. You know, it's not like, it's because it's not like uh, she as an adult woman was too fat to get th- get into into the scaffolding of this space station. Right, it's just it's, it's very just the suit. It's bad. So it's it's it, it, it's yet another of the numerous ways this movie just it well because it's all part. We've entered the phase of the movie where everyone's going to overcome their difficulties. Yes. And we're back. Oh, are we? Uh, are well, we we're really? we're somewhere. We don't back. even know if we're back. Yet. We're like. <laughs> We're like we're we're floating in space. We're basically yeah. Yes, we're uh, 
we're almost like it's a match that we're made in that said area <laughs> of that thing to be. So, yeah, um, so uh, we had a bit of a delay because, uh, well, our son came home. Yeah. And we had to stop recording for a while. And then a lot of things happened. Many things. Most of it involved us being sick. I've been 40 for two weeks now. And I'm. this is the first day that I, that I only felt... 10% sick. Yeah. You know. Um, since, since I think June 2nd. Yeah. We've Basically. We've been pretty much yeah, this was gonna be under early. the weather. This was going to be early. And then it was late. Ridiculously was really late. late. Right. And then, yeah. Now we're, yeah, we're we apologize. Uh, so I, I really hope the rest of this episode is good. Yeah. Because otherwise we made you wait for nothing. Sorry about that. All right. So, so uh, anyway. So before the, we go back in. Yes. I, I just wanted to. Because I saw this um, when I was I, when I was checking IMDb and Wikipedia to refresh myself about what this movie was even about. Right on. Um, they, they they mentioned in the IMDb con- trivia in the continuity section. They mention, um, and I I, I want to say I don't agree with this. They mention while they're in space, weightlessness only seems to affect their bodies and Tish's jewelry, but not their hair, which remains hanging as if gravity is still in effect. Now, what I want to say about that is, you know, IMDb is made by a bunch of people mostly in their 20s, who right. don't have any concrete memory of the 80s because they were born in the early 90s. Uh, nobody's hair moved in the no. 80s. We had so much mousse in our hair and yeah. Aquanet and other... Like, we, we had our own personal ozone hole following us around everywhere we went. No true. one's hair was moving. This is true. So, yeah. No, it wasn't gravity. It was just the fact... It wasn't, it wasn't the, 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 the gravity that kept their hair still. It was petrochemicals. Yes. Is all I'm going to say That's on that. That's a very good point. So, anyway, we were... They, last, last we checked, I believe they were in space... Uh, Max is uh, Max trying is going to, to save, save her, her and uh, like get the oxygen and, and he, he yeah and he's losing confidence and freaking out because he can't get there either yeah and that's when Kevin leans into the mic and gives him the BS to use the horse no no, no 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 that's 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 not when that happens when is it when is that because that, that's that what happens. IMDb says that. I mean no, no, no. Wikipedia says that's when you're it actually you're you're you, this happened before when he goes out for the very first time before he goes to go help Andy I guess we are technically at that point no we're, we're at the point yeah here yeah he hasn't actually made it to Andy yet I guess that's true so he's supposed to go but he freaks out as he gets out there um, and they open the you know the doors are open and he's out there and he has to put himself in the yeah, yeah. in the chair he freaks out and he bangs on the window that he wants to come back in and they're all looking at each other what are we supposed to do how are we supposed to fix this and that's when Kevin yeah, leans into tells the, him to use the force and then he goes and saves Ook. yeah Ook. okay that's enough all right, no, no terrible Sir Alec Guinness impressions for either of us, please. Use the force. Impression, terrible impressions of Tate Donovan and doing a terrible impression of Sir Alec Guinness. I got a bad feeling about this podcast. <laughs> okay, that's not okay. how any so, of the Star Wars <laughs> movies sound. So he finally talks him into it. He gets into the, the, yeah, they, they, the chair. or the, No, he gets into the, the crane. Yeah, um, because and, he has to be in the same thing yeah, that he but was. Then he in, has to detach from it to go. Well, but the, yeah, but he has to. Rudy has to get him around. Yeah, he's like freaking. In, yeah. He's freaking out. Whatever. So he gets him around. I got to. We got to whip past this part because this is like getting to take forever. Oh, there's yeah, a lot and, more to go on with this movie. So, yeah, so go anyway, to each moment. We're right. Gonna, they, they, well, well arguing with me instead of letting me. Let so anyway, me go so he gets over. So he gets over to the thing and he gets out of the he thing. Saves her. <laughs> and he, yeah, he gets. He goes and he goes to try to uh, to get in and he's able to grab. A tank, and he gives it to Andy, and he says, "I'm going to take this one back. You, you know, or and go back, you know, and you get the other tank, and I'll meet you back." And he says, "Great." And so he pulls the, he goes to pull the next one free, and it's stuck. And as he yanks on it, he's not in a in a you know jetpack chair. Yeah, he chair. makes a complete failure of understanding Newtonian physics. And the and it starts to go, and he grabs onto the there's like a satellite, satellite dish. dish, and he it rips away, and he's still holding onto the strap of this. 
uh, oxygen tank, oxygen tank, which is taking him into space. Now, Andy has made her way back to, to her. <laughs> By the way, the moon wouldn't be there. It's like, he said, it's like it implies he's going to fly to the moon <laughs> if they don't stop <laughs> it's him. true. Well, they needed some sort of fixed spot in space, I guess. I, guess. Like, I don't know. For me, so, it's even more terrifying to just go off into the void. Nothing, but that's, yeah. that's me. I'm so, an existentialist so, that way. So anyhow, so, so, so Andy is... Um, sees this and because he she he hears her he, she hears him yelling and he, she turns around and she's now in her chair and she's you know, like you know Max I'll be right there and she's like tries to go after him now granted he's got you know momentum because that thing went off and he went yeah. with it so she has to beat the you know using her rocket using her rocket pack chair and she does catch him and she catches I just realized this is the first movie that we've watched that has a jetpack yeah it is. Wow, how disappointing. For the first <laughs> like all jetpacks, there's so much more disappointing so when she, you actually she, use So them. long story short, she grabs his foot, she gets him, he they you know, he pulls the the you know, everything back in, it's all fine. She gets him back home. It's a scary moment, but everybody's okay. They get back into the um to the cargo bay. Doors are still open, okay? And um he, and uh, I, I think Max goes in. While she's out there with the the tanks, right? Oh, I think I, I, no. Well, they're both inside, and then they they get one tank hooked up. No, 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 no. We got to talk through the tank hookup. No, I know they go through. The, they're going through the tank hookup. There was a malfunction on the second tank. The first. No, I know. No, but no. I you mean, talk you mean when they when Rudy had the freak yes, out? Yes, I want to talk through that. So okay, yeah, Rudy. Rudy. Yeah, okay, Rudy, I'll get there in a second. But I want to ask this question: Is Max still out there with her? Yeah, they're both out there. They okay, they're both, both still out there. Out there. Okay, so there's a huge plot point that involves. Right, right, right. yeah, okay. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they're both still out there. Andy says to you know, okay, so how do I hook this up? I, like, there's all these different, like, there's colored, you know, valves. Which am I supposed to use? And Rudy is the one that's supposed to have, you know, yeah, read the manual. Science. And he's, all, it's also they I can't breathe. I'm reminding them like they haven't, like, that, like they've had the same three months yeah. gap or whatever. <laughs> In also, case you've forgotten, you've forgotten Rudy's about not like good at science. Ten minutes ago, he loves science, but he's not. He's confident. not very good. And he's but, freaking out because he's re- he can't read the schematics book, right? Well, and no, he we, he can't. He's not sure. Right. He's very can nervous. I, can I can I also point this out too? They they don't have any oxygen in there. You know, they're breathing fumes right now. So yeah. you got to give them they're a little bit. Fumes, they're yeah. running on fumes right now. He's also nervous. He and 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 Andy rightfully says, you know, if you screw this up. We're all going to be killed us all. Basically, Rudy. yeah, they turn into a like a fireball because it is pure oxygen, so you have to get it right. So Come the on, first, Lamar. Let's the get first this right. two connections that he says um, are actually incorrect, and he corrects himself. And of course, you know, Miss Know It All comes over and she grabs the. That would be that would be Catherine. Yeah, and she tells him, and she tells Andy which ones to do, and they're wrong. And Rudy stands up for himself and he says, "No, I've been studying this book since day one. I know that these are the two correct vowels." Yeah. You're wrong. I'm right. And and Sit down, Catherine, white privilege. <laughs> Catherine keeps trying to, you know, raise her point, and Rudy shuts her down. And he says, and he's, and you know, she says. Well, it, it basically turns into this thing where like they're both like fighting at a, a kind of equal footing, but Kevin, as the commander, yeah, says. No, we're going with Rudy. Yeah, and so and he steps up and says, "We're doing his yeah, way." Yeah, and and, and actually, and Rudy actually says, "Do it, Andy," like the way I sat, like essentially. Yeah, okay, he, yeah. But also, right before, I also want to just harken back to the point that when they crashed the simulator and they had that whole major problem in the simulator, it was because of a wiring issue question. Well, maybe, that maybe Kevin didn't. Maybe Kevin didn't do that. I don't think Kevin steps. No, up I'm thinking. I'm thinking of later in the movie yeah, when are. he steps up. So, but yes, that that and that's a very big plot point. So we'll get there. But um, but this, but this is, is Rudy's story. This is Rudy's story for the moment. Yeah. So Rudy and Catherine went head head to head in the simulator, and 
Catherine is yelling at him, like, you don't know how to put this together. It's very simple. And, da, da, da. and like, now Rudy's actually the one that gets to step up. He is correct. They, the air comes in. They see the tank fill. Everybody's happy. And ah! Thompson's self-esteem gets so, so low that she's willing yeah. to have sex with a duck after this. Pretty much awful. Yeah. So um, then, and George McFly. So then here's oh, the moment Leah where, Thompson, where Andy says to Max, you can go back into the ship. I'm just going to connect the second tank so that we have, you know, the extra right. oxygen. So um, he's a, he is. He's about to go off and, and do that. And then there's a malfunction in the valve. And it... Basically, if, if if you imagine that Angie's holding the oxygen tank around, like around her waist, like around its yeah. waist, like or you know against her, and the thing malfunctions, it throws her backwards. Yeah, yeah, because it's like it's like you know basically propels her backwards yeah, in force, her. launches back. She hits the back of the cargo bay door or the back of the the ship actually. And well, the back she, of the cargo bay. Yeah, cargo bay. Thank you. Not the door. That the, the door, itself. but the bay. And she bonks her head, and obviously gets knocked out. And let's go of the oxygen, which now they've lost now that second tank. And she's now passed out, and she's flying off into space. And the only person that's there is Max, and he grabs onto, I think it's like the, the hose. The, the hose, hose is connected. Still, yeah. It's yeah. still connected to Andy in some capacity, like wrapped around her. She's still holding the tank. I can't figure out yeah, how. I, I think, yeah, I, I, I think... It's actually the tether hose of like she's tethered to the ship. Oh, she's tethered to the ship. Okay. It's a, but it's a long, long, it's a tether very hose, long so, tether and, hose. And the, right. So she's floating way out, and he's trying to pull her back in. And yeah. this is the moment that Mission Control engages the autopilot. Right, because they see that the tank has been uh, turned, on. turned on. So they think, oh, we can we can bring them home. So they start closing the cargo bay doors, and you know, little little Joaquin Phoenix isn't strong enough. Oh, I'm sorry, Leaf. Yeah. I don't want to offend his parents, you know, because he hadn't decided his name was Joaquin. Right. So is his name actually Joaquin Lee Phoenix from birth? Uh, who cares? Who the hell cares? I don't care. Uh, so, um... He's so, pulling her in. He's pulling and her in, yeah. He's going, but the doors are starting to close, and he's freaking out. He's freaking out. Oh my gosh, they're closing. And they're freaking they're, out because yeah, it's they like don't know they, what to do. They're, they're like they're, they're like basically the doors are almost completely closed at this point. She's there's no way to fit her in through the yeah. way the doors are, and. So Kevin, that's when Kevin makes his decision. Well, no, 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 not yet. No, because because now it becomes a big fight. Like, like you know, because she actually says, Andy says, you have to take the window. Don't you know? Leave me out here. It's fine. It's okay. And you know, they're all talking about you know what should we do? And you know, Catherine says, we can't leave her out there. And Kevin's like, yeah, but we'll miss our window. So they're having this fight, and it looks like Kevin's on the side of like, look, she told us to leave her. And Catherine's like, but how can we? And there's an override button, and they flip the override button, and they literally have like five seconds to make this decision, or it starts at twenty seconds, and then it turns into five because once they once they um, hit the ohms burn. You know they they have yeah. literally no. Oh my chance. god! I had forgotten in this time period how often the words Ohmsburn were said in this damn so movie. So she says, Ohmsburn was said so many times it didn't have any meaning so, to me anymore. So essentially, um, Catherine is sitting there and they're counting down. You see the five, four, three, and then Kevin steps up and he hits the override. Right. Right. So and now they're so kind now, of screwed because they right. they've missed their window. They don't know what they're going to do and. They are able to override the thing, open the doors, bring Andy in. They get her put up in like sick bay, whatever sick bay is. It looks like a sock that they they wrap her in and like. Well, that's actually in. how. That's actually. Yeah. It's not just sick bay. That's actually how people sleep in the shuttle. Oh, okay. So they put her in. Yeah, like, I remember when that, that guy who sang uh, 
ground control, as you oh, called it yeah. earlier in the in the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that astronaut, uh, he you know he did those messages back to Earth. Or yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I saw a video where he showed how you sleep in space. Oh. Like, you're basically, you're put in this big sleep. It's like a bag that straps you in, and like yeah. you just float like a zombie. Yeah, you know, like next to the wall. Yeah, yeah, because there's no other way to keep, yeah. And also, she's hurt her arm, so it's like they have to, like, really, you know, put her arm, you know, so their, you know, shoulders and traction. she's immobilized. She's immobilized, whatever. So um, she's now, she's out of commission, essentially. Um, And uh, they overrid their, overridden um, mission control. So now they're in trouble. Oh, uh, by the way, she regained consciousness while she was in space, if you remember, and she told them to leave her behind. Did you say that? I actually said that. Oh, you know what? Those I of probably, you who are listening, you know why you I missed that because I was looking up, and it turns out Joaquin Phoenix's real name is Joaquin Raphael Bottom. Okay. Which means, wait a minute, does that mean River Phoenix's real name was River Bottom? <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I gotta look this up now. Oh god! Please let this be a thing. Please let this be a thing. <laughs> yes, he was born River Jude Bottom. His real name was River Bottom. River Bottom. Nightmare band. <laughs> it's a nightmare. That is from the 70s. Damn it. So, Damn it. I would, I would have done that. So. So. so <laughs> I'm going to stop laughing. By the way, y'all, he just laughed so hard he bonked his head against the wall. That's the hard. Oh God, I, that, I knocked myself out. Now I'm floating out, out of the cargo bay doors. Yes. So, Save me, yeah, River Bottom. So now they have to figure out what Leaf they're going to do. But all they do know is that they are no longer hitting that window that they were supposed to hit. And they are going to be out of uh, oxygen unless somebody comes up with an idea. So they're all kind of sad and freaking out and trying to figure it out. And Catherine flips out and she's like, I, I, you know, I, you made that decision. You're obviously better at command than, being a commander than I am. And, you know, she starts to cry saying she's never going to see her mom again. And her mom makes this really important point that she brings up. She's like, there's a big difference between being, being the boss and being bossy, you know, so, which is just which such is, a great. It's a great line and maybe you should look into that. <laughs> Are you talking to me? Yes. <laughs> wow. Wow. Everyone knows. Everyone knows my firm hand on the wheel of this podcast gets things done. Oh, yeah, you're the reason. Oh. No, but anyway, so they're like, "Oh God, we've missed our window. We don't have our oxygen." Right. Blah, blah, blah. And then out of nowhere, uh, does it? Is it? Is it Catherine no. who, remember, who mentions white? It sands? is Rudy. Rudy, isn't it Rudy? No, okay, no, well, it's, it's Trish. A, Tish, Tish, Trish. Well, Tish uses Norse code to signal. No, we got that. But, but it was they missed the window. But Catherine uh, mentions like the eighty two. There was an no, no, no. Somebody comes to them first, and I think it's Trish, and she says, "You guys, I know this is crazy, but um, I I remember it might have been Rudy. Okay, you guys, I'm sorry if I'm screwing this up, but one of them says, shit. one no of them one's says, seen this movie one us. of them says, um, come on, these I remember, millennials listening to I remember, podcast have never heard I remember of this movie. something about um, you know, a, a space shuttle landing in white plains, and they're like, white plains is in New York. That doesn't make sense. And she's like. No, Colombia, 82, it landed in White Sands, yeah. Mexico. So Catherine knew the information, right. but the person who remembered the idea of it... It was probably Tish. It was either Tish or Rudy. Well, it's I can't probably Tish because Tish has that super weird memory. She has that super weird memory, but she would have remembered White... Oh, you're right. She remembered she it exactly. Remember so it, yeah. I really do think it was Rudy. Anyway, not important. They decide let's, we can do let's that. Let's just agree to disagree. Let's just it agree to... Let's, let me just agree to punch you in the face. So um, then... <laughs> who are you agreeing with other than the rest of the world? Exactly. Y'all agree with me, right? Yeah, so, you do. Uh, <laughs> So we, so they, so they, they, they 
tell like they bring it to Andy. Andy's like, that's such a great idea. Let's try to figure out, you know, the coordinates, blah, blah, blah. And they and well, long story short, they're they're Morse coding it out and no one's looking, no one's looking. Oh, and yeah. then and then Jinx Jinx, Jinx the Remember lovable Jinx? we've created life somehow. <laughs> the robot. sentient robot. Lovable, sentient, irritating piece of shit. He robot. comes in and he sees the more he starts to talk about bring, putting Max into space and he's the reason that it happened. Max into space. Thank you, Frank Welker. And he's the one that notices <laughs> The God, you know, Frank Welker actually comes in and does everything that I do, by the way. The 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 um communication light going off and he says and he's like C O M E I N C O N T R O L come in control. And wow, then, you could not have said a longer more you, you could not have you couldn't you couldn't have just said he says come in control no, no. in his horrible, no, horrible voice. Y'all need to hear it. Y'all need to hear it. Nobody so needs are, to hear it. So then they realize I just that became everyone's favorite person finally. They, they all realize that that's <laughs> going on and then they start to talk back and you know, Trish Tish Schmish is figuring out like I'm so glad we went there too. Um, like I don't know what's going on. All the lights are sh- and she realizes they're talking back. So now she can communicate with them and she tells them about the white plane situation. They come back, they talk to white planes, they're all excited. They're like, Where's Andy? She's not flying, she's hurt. Some chick named Catherine's flying the bird. They don't say chick, but that's essentially the idea. And they realize the situation, they come back with the coordinates, they tell them exactly what they have to do, and boom, now he has to be command commander commander and she has to fly the the shuttle right okay and of course as they're going in for the landing the angle's not it has to be just right and she's losing it yeah, and she's the only it. one that can land yeah. and and by being commander before that there's like a flat spin and she's got to get them out of the flat yeah. spin and she does that and it's intense right. it's and the gimbal she's thing she's like right. i can't do this and blah 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 and, and and kevin shows leadership by cajoling her into doing it yeah in some cajoli way. And they arrive. That's the word Wikipedia used because I barely remember the scene. They other than arrive safely. I remember, the, I remember safely. The, the being like on a red filter and the thing being in like an angle. They arrive safely. And they, and, and they, and they turn into really bad stock they footage. They arrive safely. Allie, why are you repeating the same thing when I, I'm trying to move on? I know. Footage. Yeah. Like, it's so funny. You wanted to move faster and then you're like. Well, I was going there, but you wouldn't let me finish the line. They arrived safely into stock footage. Oh, yeah, they're transformed into horrible stock footage. Oh, my God, it was terrible. And though. then, like, the movie just ends there. It really does. It's really. It's like. It's such an anticlimactic moment. Like, we don't know, like, if Jenks screamed when he was dismantled by the government. <laughs> uh, we, we don't we don't know if any of these kids were brought up, uh, you know, for, for stealing. A space shuttle? I don't think so. They, yeah, they stole the space shuttle. Well, it wasn't their fault. No, I don't think no, so. They, they, they stole it. Would have been much cooler if they had. Yeah. So, okay. Oh, that would have been a much better movie. <laughs> like a gang of kids like totally, hey, do, don't you dare wrap this up yet. I'm not wrapping it up. I'm going to tell you right now, the reason we're not going to wrap this up like you're thinking of is I want to make sure, because we made this promise so long ago. We have to shout out. I have it written down too. Allow us. Can we do it at the same so time? Now, no, 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 no. Yes, yes, yes. No, 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 yes, yes, yes. No, no, no. no. I, I'm sorry. Okay, can, I, can, I build, can I build? Can I build up? You can build it up, but then can we're going to see it together. So, all I have to say right now is I'm speaking to someone out there who needs apparently, according to the worthless lump of Irishness that she's dating, <laughs> needs to learn how to put her put, put our podcast on her phone herself. By her, well, not her phone, on her iPod. On touch. her iPad Touch, pardon me. iPod, whatever. I whatever. Put it on your device. Put it on your device. We're, so, so we're, we're, talking sh- you, we're talking to you, Naomi. Naomi. Welcome. So put put us on your iPad Touch yourself because James is probably now too drunk to help you. 
I love, I love ripping on James, one of the nicest, I, kindest people I've ever met. Can we just met. talk about James and what a nice human being he is? Yeah, J- James Murphy of uh, of Pex Lives, a, a podcast that's sort of nominally about Doctor Who, but not really. Yeah. And uh, and you know, and and numerous other side podcasts connected under that under that rubric. Uh, this would do no exit, right? Uh, well, he doesn't really anymore. Oh. Of, yeah, but like... Did. But, no yeah, exit. Yeah, no, it's actually Last Exit. Last Exit. Oh my no, gosh. No Exit is a play no by... No Exit is a play by Sartre. Sorry about Sartre. that. You guys, I almost, said a, that I I almost made a mistake and said it was by Camus, so no, I, I was almost Sartre, wrong. So. I know. I was in No yeah, Exit in know, high school, which is why remember? it's even funnier. Because Hell is a production of No Exit done by high schoolers. In high schoolers, yeah. So anyway, Naomi, seriously, learn how to put this on because... And honestly, guys, James is one of the guys. And James really likes you a lot. He's fond of James is a really good guy. He's fond of you. We really like James too. Okay. So, and I'm sure shout, we like you. Shout too. out to both of you. Yeah, for, y'all are y'all are awesome people. Yeah. So, okay, um, I think you have to go first. On okay, this. yeah, yeah, Ali. I, I guess now, now that we've done all this, uh, I guess I'm gonna have to ask you. And oh, and also uh, for as Ali said, dis for Dracula. <laughs> thank, thank you for waiting so patiently. Dis for Dracula, I heart you. Um. So. <laughs> I like the idea of just like a diss track about Dracula that like Eminem did or something. <laughs> like Jay Z and Nas had that big feud or whatever, and Dracula. So Dracula and Frankenstein probably had like a rap battle. Oh no! I'm, uh, anyway, I've gone off the deep end. So anyway, yes. Was this podcast worth revisiting? No. Was this was this movie worth revisiting? Okay, I'm sorry, but I love this movie. Yes, it was definitely worth revisiting for me. I had a blast watching it. I don't know if you could hear it in the passion that I spoke of, of which, of wit, of it. I definitely see the flaws. I am not going to lie that I see the flaws in the freaking movie. But I do, I do appreciate a good space camp movie. I do. I'm a fan. Yeah, this is... Uh, I'm sorry, I, I, should I ask you, was it worth watching... I'm not married to the notion it was worth watching, except in the circumstance that I think probably God intended this movie to be seen, which would be a Saturday afternoon on a superstation. <laughs> yes. You know, with like in between. TBS. You know, yeah, like a TBS kind of thing. You know, any, any, yeah, any of your superstation. Uh, you know, like, you know, because it, it's, it's not very good. No. It's kind of. It's really overlong. Yeah. Much like this podcast. Yes. It's really overlong. It, it, it's meandering. It, it, it takes forever to get to the point. And once it's at the point, it's like, there's like so many ways the point could have been avoided. Like the very fact that the plot had to be driven by an imaginary like AI robot. We know how you feel. So anyway, yeah. I, I can't fully recommend it. I wouldn't seek it out. But if you end up with it, like let's say your local library rents it. You can rent it for free. <laughs> like we did? Yeah. You know, that's, yeah, like, like, you know, yeah, go ahead and watch it if you feel like it. But I wouldn't, I would not necessarily recommend as an adult watching this movie and expecting anything other than, like, oh, so this is what it's like when the 80s vomited up a very, like, generic movie. About NASA. About NASA. About NASA. You know, and, 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 and the fact that the 80s had to include some sort of lovable robot. You know, so no, no, I can't, I can't fully recommend it. I will give the partial okay. recommendation of if it's free or just on TV, right. go for it. Go like, for if it. Netflix has it. Right. Sit down and watch it. So um, I guess, hey, um, we're going to try to get back on schedule now that we're not sick. We're going to so try to get back you on can start schedule. Find, you can start finding us at our website, matchmadeinspace.com, ah. or, or on Twitter at MMISpodcast, or email us at 
email us matchmadeinspace at gmail.com. Hey, we don't have a Facebook page yet, but we'll probably do it eventually. Uh, you know, um, I that guess. That would be smart. Yeah, it would be smart. Or, and, yeah, or and, we could do a Facebook group. I've been trying to decide the difference, like whether or not we want to do a page or group. You know, tweet us if you have a, a, a preference. <laughs> I certainly don't care. <laughs> yeah, so whatever you, whatever y'all want, we'll do. Um, whether you want it or not, something on Facebook's going to pop up yeah. eventually. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and... Uh, and if you want to, you know, talk to us individually, you know, uh, Allie can be found at A-L-I underscore Goodman. Um, and this dude can be found at Hitler Puncher. Right. And if you and if you want to hear us more often than once a month. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, we've been very good about keeping to a weekly schedule on our sister podcast. Um, Aw, sister podcast. It's kind of the same. You know, it's, we should have just had our one stream called the Bickersons podcast. Yeah. Uh, you know, because it's basically the same thing. It's just instead of talking about 80s movies, we talk about how much I hate Grey's Anatomy and yeah. how much you misguidedly love Grey's Anatomy. I love Grey's Anatomy. So you can find us Hard Grey's Night. Uh, you know, they're they're also on iTunes. Uh, we should probably try to get on the Google Play thing. I don't know anything about that. Google Play is like the the non for non iTunes users oh, to do yeah, podcasts, but I don't know how to do that or mm-hmm. if it's something we have to get verified for or what. Okay. But we should probably try to do that. But it, it, you know, at any rate, we're on iTunes. Rate and review us on iTunes, and hey, if we figure out how to get on Google Play, rate and review us there because that's right. the way people. That's the way we the people search find algorithms us. find us is uh, you know it's like more popular. Way more fun when uh, when you get to talk with other people about how awful we are and so. and, and, and if you want to and you're going to have more people shaming us to yeah. get these things out quicker lots so. of shame we want we want to be shamed yeah we we live on shame uh, I, I, I i come from a people of shame yeah you should be ashamed i i am yeah i am not, not because of your bad being jewish not for being jewish, <laughs> because you're bad at being jewish. i'm bad at being jewish so i'm and shame I, and, and guilt I, and, I, and i and i come from basically nothing but a bunch of awful awful people that owned slaves and uh you know started World Wars. So, awesome. you know, um, I, I, have five, of, I have a lot we of shame, are. too. White Talk guilt. Talk about white guilt. Yeah. Yeah. White shame. All right. So thanks so much. White for... shame, New Mexico, <laughs> where the where the space shuttle landed. Tonight. Thank you so much for... Uh... River Bottom. <laughs> <laughs> for hanging with us. Sorry it took so long. We... <laughs> I'm not sorry I found out about River Bottom. Oh, my gosh. It, you, all, you, all are, you all are I wish he hadn't died because I'd love to just call him up right now and make fun of him. Rocking people. And um, thanks for thanks for listening. This is Ma- Match Made in Space signing off. Adios. <laughs>